1: Good golfers, that's all well, so they have time for. It. They don't work out, they don't lift weight, they don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course, at least have some fun. And from across
0: the country, Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember it's your show, it's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal
1: or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Hey, what
0: up? Happy Wednesday. The Jason Walker Show hanging out in the man cave and looking forward to having some fun today. Dean Broadhead. Helen, a high football coach, will join us. Big game this weekend as we wrap up the regular season. Big Sandy, a big win today as they close out the regular season. The Pioneers do a 62-0 victory, and they'll head into the postseason unbeaten. Uh, We'll also talk with Alex Eshelman, the Eshel Special. She'll join us as we get... uh, Get ready for uh, Bobcat football this week. By the way, Big Sandy beat the 67 nothing today. Uh, you can watch on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Listen on Podbean, Network One Sports. Go to JasonWalkerShow.com, as always. And the opening segment we call The Walk-Up is presented by montana custom log homes the premier log home company in the industry three distinct divisions so you can create the log home of your dreams and your budget if you got milled handcrafted and timber frame get a hold of them they will take care of you with over 50 years experience and treat you like family montana custom log homes the premier log home company in the industry your get started today our Twitter handle at Jay Walker Sports. We welcome everybody that's tuning in across the uh, Montana, the nation, and the world. Over forty, oh, well, forty-nine states, and over fifty countries tune into this show. So we appreciate you. Uh, the Frontier Conference preseason polls were announced this week. Carol, women checking in at number one. Coaches vote can't vote for your own team. Uh, in number two, I forget already. <laughs> Uh, Carroll received five first-place votes, Montana Western, Lindsey Woolley receiving one first-place vote coming in second, followed by Rocky, Providence, Montana Tech, and MSU Northern. I was talking about this with Bill Himmelberg, the coach up at Providence, as uh, they get open uh, the season up Friday but down in Mexico representing Team USA. In the FISU Americas games, They'll take on Argentina, Brazil, Mexico in pool play and then get into uh, the medal round Monday, Tuesday. But I was talking to Coach Himmelberg about women's basketball on the frontier and why it's so strong, and, and part of that reason is the longevity of coaches. You know, you've got you've got Chris Mowat up at Northern, been there forever. He has over 200 wins. Himmelberg at Providence, over 200 wins. Rochelle Sayers at Carroll, over 200 career victories. Lindsey Woolley down at Western, 200 wins plus, and a national championship. And then you got Wes Keller down at Rocky, who has over 100 career wins. I mean that's five coaches with a lot of wins right there. And then Jeff Graham, the newbie. Of course, a lot of uh, state championships and high school wins at Belt, but he's at Montana Tech taking over there this year, so... Lots of uh, lots of victories in that coaching ranks. It's crazy. Uh, the preseason poll came out as well for the men. We'll get to that here in a second as soon as I uh, change over to the page. And uh, it's Kurt Paulson and Carroll, number one, receiving uh, all the first place votes. And then uh, checking in at number two was... There were four first place votes. Rather, Montana Tech receiving two first place votes, and then Western, Northern, and then tied for fifth Rocky and University of Providence. And you talk longevity on the men's side. I mean, Coach Hughes has been at Western or at uh, Northern forever. Steve Keller has been in the league sixteen years. Bill Dryco's in the national championship back in '09 at Rocky. He's been there forever. Um, Western coach, what's he in his fourth? third or fourth year, fifth year. Adam Hyatt in his fourth or fifth year down at Tech. But he knows the conference, having played in it, and also having coached at Westminster when they were in the league. So uh, here's the thing about the men's side, though. There's a lot of players gone. And I think you're going to see more parity this year. And, I mean, you think about – just let me run through some of these names. Jovan Slavanshanen, Shamrock Campbell, Sindhu Dialu, Maceo McCadney, uh, Jalen Hodges. I mean, think about that. Those are big, big names for teams. And there's really not a standout name in the Frontier Conference this year, which will be good, I think. I think it will be pretty awesome. They also announced uh, today the preseason all-conference um, teams and player of the year for the Frontier and uh, Jamie Pickens of Carroll, Western Senior Brinley Fitzgerald, co-players of the year as picked by coaches. Um, here's your first team all-conference, your preseason all-conference team for the Frontier Women. Sienna Swanick of Carroll. Tech's Tavia Rooney, absolutely love her game. Danny Urich of Tech, got her high school coach back. Uh, Rockies' Chloe Thatcher, who I think has been at Rocky for 17 <laughs> years. Uh, and Providence is Brooklyn Horn. Now on the men's side, Carol's Brendan Temple, Northern's Jesse Keltner, Jamal Stevenson of Western, Rocky duo Jesse Owens and Max Stevens, and then Marcus Stevens from Providence. Uh, on the men's side, uh, Caleb Belich, uh, Belich is picked to win the uh, preseason men's basketball player of the year. So... Lots of excitement there, for sure, in the frontier. And it gets all started. Everybody next week. But uh, the Providence women get started this week. High school football rankings announced, uh, what, yesterday? And there's some studs, stud teams, with big, big games on the uh, docket this weekend across the state. And man, oh, man. I mean, it's going to be a good time. We'll run through those here in a second. Your double A playoffs and soccer continue, and good luck to teams that made the uh, quarterfinals on Saturday. Let's see what else did we want to get into? Oh, the uh, the high school rankings because why not? Um, it's just it's going to be so much fun this weekend. <laughs> so much fun. In class double A, it's Capital eight and Helena High seven o one, they play this weekend. Number three is West. Number four is Bozeman. They play this weekend. And then Sentinel. Class A, Hamilton, Lewistown, Billing Central, Polson in Columbia Falls. Hamilton plays I th- think Columbia Falls this week. Uh, let's see, Class B, you've got Big Fork, Huntley Project, Florence Carlton, Malta. Townsend falls three spots to number five after getting shocked by Big Timber. And then Eureka, Jefferson up to seven, Whitehall, eight, Glasgow, nine, Manhattan, ten. That's Southern B. Wow. Florence Carl, or uh, Huntley Project, Townsend, Jefferson, Whitehall, Manhattan, five of the top ten from that Southern B. Eight-man to drum in Phillipsburg, Belt, St. Ignatius, Culbertson, Joliet, followed by Ennis, Chinook, Superior, Fairview, and Sims. Six man, Big Sandy, big win today. They're followed by uh, uh, Broadview, Levina, Custer, Haysia, Melstone, Roy, Winifred, Bridger, and then Savage, Freud Lake, Centerville, Jester, Joplin, Inverness, Power, Dutton, Brady, tied at number nine. There for your high school football rankings, and it's I mean we mentioned the big one tonight or uh, tomorrow. Wow, what day is this? <laughs> the uh, the big ones. In uh, across the state. Um, you've got Hamilton, as we mentioned in Class A. They'll be traveling to Columbia Falls with one against five. Class B, um, Game of the Week, Big Fork, Eureka. Good ones there. Eight-man, St. Ignatius Superior. Six-man, broadview Levina, number two. At number three, Custer Heisham millstone Hmm. And then, of course, in the A, it's Helena High and Capital. All the marbles on the line in Friday night at Vigilante. Meeting for the 56th time. And this is just the second time in history that Capital and Helena High have met this late with just one combined loss. They're fifteen and one combined. And fourteen and zero in the Western A. Now, whoever wins this game will be the one seed in the playoffs that start next week. It's going to be really, really good. And joining us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline to talk about that game is none other than Helena High coach, Dane Broadhead, on the Jason Walker Show. All right, Coach, Uh, first off, uh, baseball playoffs are officially done for you and I with the Braves falling to the Phillies. And now it's on to football season, right? <laughs> yeah, no more
2: baseball. And then, uh, yeah, I won't even look at a box score until <laughs> yeah,
0: you
2: know, the Braves, uh, Yeah, we're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> we'll see the head with football.
0: There you go. Um, I heard there's a little football game this weekend across the state, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Carter Craft just keep doing – he's getting really good, pardon the pun, at his craft uh, with, uh, what, three touchdown passes, ran for one. You guys dismantled Big Sky last week. Take me through it.
2: Yeah. You know, starting with him, he was – yeah, he was really efficient on Friday night. Yeah. probably his most efficient game. I think he would ended up, you know, 21 to 24 or something like that. Uh, he goes again through the air, uh, did a nice job with his legs, running, extending some plays, couple of designed runs for him, but no, just, yeah, doing Carter craft things, made good decisions. Um, you know, got us into some good stuff when we asked him to do it. Uh, found Melo a couple times, kind of spread it around. Carson and uh, Petrie had big games again. And, yeah, the, the kid has just grown up so much. You know, he's he's so mature and, and handles, you know, everything that comes at him throughout the course of the game. And he did that again Friday. And, you know, really has stepped up as a leader for us in that tunnel. And, and yeah, it's, it's been really fun to watch his development this year Donald
0: We've talked about Carter. we talked about Manu, but you mentioned Carson Anderson, a name we haven't talked about yet this year. Just another um, threat and another weapon that uh, you give to that offense.
2: Yeah, you know, he's really, you know, Manu's got most of the, you know, most of the attention, if you will, or rightfully So, you know, he's put up, put up some, you know, kind of crazy numbers for us and done some really good things. But Carson's quietly had a nice year, too, you know. He was – early in the year, he kind of battled through a foot deal that he had going on, and you know, at one point in the year, we really didn't know how much we were going to get out of him with the, the foot deal. He had a nerve issue going on, but he's he's come back from that, and it got healthy, and kind of got right. Yeah, and the last few games, he's, he's done a really good job. You know, he's blocking down field, and doing all the little things us and everything we ask of him, and yeah, he's had some, some good games, you know, in kind terms of just finding ways to get open he's, he's catching the ball really well right now um, yeah and just this, this doing some really good things for us
0: you know we've talked a lot about you know defenses throughout the course of the year do you feel Helena Heise is a little underrated
2: I, you know not not in our room you know we we know how much we value those guys and, you know the great job that they've done, especially as the years gone on. You know that that group's grown a lot. They've come together really well. They're pursuing the ball, and, and yeah, you know you probably look at it from the outside looking in and go, you know, most of the attention's gone to the offense, and rightfully so. You know, we scored cool a lot of points or whatnot, but yeah, that defense has done a really good job. They they were lights out on Friday. You know, Big Sky. Uh, you know, came out, tried to establish a run just like we knew they would. And, and we did a really nice job in the run game. You know, we made it really uncomfortable for them at times, you know, trying to find stuff on the ground. And it was exactly what we needed out of them. Another efficient game, you know, no stupid penalties, and guys running the football. And, you know, you know, quietly that group has just grown a lot and, and grown into a really good defense.
0: We're talking with Dane Broadhead, the Helena High football coach. Uh big game this weekend. It ends the regular season, but you got Hamilton uh on the road at number five Columbia Falls in class A. You've got uh Big Fork uh taking on Eureka. I mean there's some big games across the state. Saint Ignatius and Superior, uh Broadview Levina at Custer, Heisham Melstone, um Oh yeah, and I forgot Crosstown. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you uh no, all those other games you mentioned, two are good ones, you know. It's it's a great time of year to be a high school football fan. There's another big one in Bozeman. Mm. Uh, you know, Friday night with Bozeman West, you know, that'll decide one-two in the East. And big game in Great Falls. there, cross town with Great Falls High and CMR with a lot of, you know, jockeying for position and whatnot playoff-wise. And then, yeah, the one uh, – the one in the capital city this week is going to be a fun one. You know, I'm excited for it. I know our kids are fired up. It's going to be a great atmosphere. I I really just have a feel in talking to people around town that, the, the you know, the city of Helena is going to show up for this one. I think we're going to have a bunch of people there. And weather looks great, and it's, it's shaping up to be a really fun Friday night for football in
0: Helena. It definitely looks that way. And when you look at the – I mean – the implications, of the, yeah, it's Crosstown. Crosstown's always a big deal, but it's a big deal every year. Sure. But it's been a long time, and I can't remember the last time the top two teams in the state were in a battling in the last game of the regular season like this.
2: Yeah, it's never been, you know, it never happened since I've been here. You know, not that I've been here that long, but, you know, almost a decade now. And, yeah, there's, you know, you hit the nail on the head. It's a huge game for us, not just. You know, they crossed us away from it. It's a, it's a big game, you know, in terms of, of where we're going to finish up. You know, are you going to secure home field advantage throughout the playoffs? Are you going to have to travel? Are you going to have to, you know, um, both of us are going to be playing at home and then, you know, to determine, you know, who gets to play and who gets to play when. And, you know, there's a lot at stake. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a big game for our kids. I think our kids understand the. You know, the impact of it and the importance of it, and they'll be ready to go, and we're playing a very, very good football team on Friday night, so we're going to have to show up and play really well to have a chance.
0: We know how good the offense has been for Helena High, but you could argue that Capitals has been just as good, if not maybe better at times. But, I mean, you guys both dismantled Sentinel, and you've taken care of business on the field. I know you had that early season loss the first game of the year, but, man, I mean, when you look at these two offenses – There's not much difference with talent-wise, athleticism, the front. I mean, holy cow.
2: Yeah, this is, you know, we've played some really good offenses, you know, with Glaciers, an exceptional offense, Butte's a high-octane offense. Um, You know, so we've we've battled against some teams that have had, you know, really good offensive units, but this one's the best one we've seen. They are – you know, and and they're the whole package. It's offense, defense, special teams. They all complement each other. And they're really, really good. You know, there's tons of just playmakers all over the place for these guys. The front's, you know, really physical. I know Coach Hogan does a great job coaching those guys up, you know. Um, and, and like I said, there's just there's playmakers all over the field. You know, Carter's having an unbelievable year. The Opitz kid is one of is not the best athletes in the state. Um, you know, you got the Graham kid running the ball hard. He does some really good things for them. And you know, the, the both quarterbacks do a nice job of of getting the ball out and making plays in their own right. And then you got McIlwaddy, you know, making huge plays on the outside when his numbers called. So, tons of weapons, tons of talent, ultra physical. Um, yeah, they're. Uh, they're the real deal, so we're going to have to show up and play really well defensively Friday night.
0: You know what sticks out to me about the two offenses is we know about the slider kid in Glacier. We know about you know Stenson down at Butte and this quarterback here and this quarterback here. You guys both have really no names outside of Helena and you know outside of the AA, but these aren't well-known household names at quarterback.
2: Yeah, no, you, you could say that. And I think as the season's gone on, you know that maybe that narrative changed a little bit, but you know, they're all kind of similar. They, they, you know, take care of the football. They're very efficient. Um, you know, they, they make the routine play, which oftentimes brings into the big play. And the thing that I see from all of these guys that are going to be playing on Friday night is, you know, they distribute the ball so well, you know, they get it to the open guy and they're spreading it around and doing a great job with their legs when they need to. So, yeah, it's, you know, stylistically fairly similar. So, Um, But, no, all three of them are are really good quarterbacks, you know, great double-A quarterbacks, and have done a lot for for their respective teams throughout the year.
0: Stay with the offense as we talk to Helena High football coach, Dane Broadhead, Crosstown, coming up Friday night, one and two in the state. You mentioned, you know, Manu on your team, but you've got the fastest kid in the state sitting on that other side. How do you defend Tom Carter?
2: Yeah, he's pretty good. You know, you you have to find a way to – to, to just make sure, you know, especially when he's at receiver, he's got to make sure that every you know, every catch is contested. You know, and it's one of those deals, you know, you're not going to just shut him down. He's too good. He, they do so many different things with him, whether he's coming out of the backfield, run the ball, or catch the ball out of the backfield, or you know, lining them up at wide out, you know, you just have to account for him. similar to the Jones kids from Sentinel, you know, you have to know where he's at at every snap and, you know, and then it's just a matter of trying to limit him and tackle him when you get him in space and rallying for the football and getting guys to him and, you know, trying to get, get hats on him. And that's, you know, That's the key. You know, like I said, you're not gonna set him down. He's too good of a football player, but you've just gotta limit limit the big plays, especially in a big game like this. You know, oftentimes big plays can can really swing the momentum of a big game, a rivalry game, and you know, so you've got to find a way to limit those.
0: Is this the best defense you're gonna face all year?
2: Yeah, they're they're really good. They're really good. Ultra physical up front. The Marsh Kid is exceptional. He uh you know, he's up to, to all the hype. You know, he's super disruptive. Both linebackers run well. Uh, secondary very good. You know, Kobe kid plays well outside. The McLeodie kid's, you know, a long-range kid that runs well. Carter plays good at corner. You know, they're, they're really good. They're really good. The front is, you know, outside of Marsh is good too. You know, there's, you know, um, just, just, all of them. Yeah, they're very physical, very fast, and uh, yeah, this will be the best defensive unit that, that we've seen.
0: Okay, it's your first game as the head guy in Crosstown. Are you going to throw up beforehand?
2: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't do You know, I. I get nervous and I get excited for, you know, it's more just excited. I'm excited through the atmosphere, you know, to see it, and, you know, to take that all in. And that's kind of been the message to the kids, you know, you get ca- caught up in it and, you know, and it's a huge deal. It is. It's a big, big for our kids. It's big for this town our school and everybody involved. But you know, it's one of those deals. You got to be able to step back at some point on Friday night and just take it all in. You know, you don't get to play many games or coach many games like this or this big time. So it's uh no, it's one of those deals, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, be nervous for it or whatever, get excited, but, it, you know, it's one of those deals where you got to be able to step back and enjoy the moment a little, too.
0: It seems like every week, college, NFL, we see a kid or a guy lose his cookies right in the huddle, and then what? Ha- how do you as a player not, I mean, because it's on the field, whether it's turf, whether it's grass, how do you avoid that? You don't. I guess
2: you just play through it. Yeah, one that was floating around that we were kind of giggling about on Sunday when we were out to the film was the Tennessee guy. Yes. I'm guessing that's the one you're referring to, you know. Big linemen just – loses his lunch in the middle of a huddle and then just looks at the Alabama guy and just nods his head you know that was awesome that's uh, you know there's so many sports where you can get away with that just do that out on the field in the middle of the game and just keep playing that's you know I guess part of the ugliness but beauty of the, the game that we that we all like so much uh,
0: did you ever toss your lunch on a field or, or what teammate at Carroll did God, on the field.
2: I don't know if we ever had one on the field. There were certain guys, and I'll keep them anonymous, that were notorious yackers before games they get nervous or whatever. But I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't know if I ever saw it during a game on the
0: field. Did you ever have to get the guys to huddle around and hold up jackets or towels to pee on the field or on the sidelines? Uh,
2: there might have been. I'm trying to think. Maybe there was one earlier in my career that some guy that had to, you know, had to, it was at Nelson. I can't remember who the heck it was, though. I had to go back behind the bench and kind of hunker in by the conference there. And, you know, you're just hoping that moms or dads or whoever, college kids, are hanging over the rail looking at you. But, yeah, it, I mean, it definitely happens, happens all the time.
0: So, But you never had to? How do you How do you contain it during the game? No,
2: well, I, I don't know. I guess you just get busy playing and you just, you know, take care of it at halftime, I guess. I never really... Oh. I don't know. It probably wasn't hydrated well enough Think back on it. That probably
0: should be more fluid. Well, I wouldn't think you could just do it on the field and then, you know, spill water on you <laughs> accidentally during a timeout or, you know. That's just yeah, how I sweat right down the side of my leg.
2: Yeah, early season, you can get away with that stuff. Late season, play the milk, you know, late November. Or 12th,
0: yeah, you don't want to get one of those playoff games that's below zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a whole they're, different
2: they're, they're, got, yeah, and then you got like frostbite and stuff to consider, you know. I've shut a few of our practices down late in the year. I remember coach was getting frostbite. The trainers would come out and tell we had to be done. So.
0: Coldest game you played in? coldest game I
2: played it to be honest with you I tell people this all the time you know football is cold but playing high school baseball in the state of Idaho in the spring absolutely miserable you know you have some of those like we'd start in late February early March some of those games are just brutal you know because at least in football you're running around and doing your stuff you know some of those playoff games were cold a couple of these Pacific games uh, the one Linda would game in 9 that was cold. I was you know, holding the clipboard on the sideline. That was a cold game, but no, I've, I've never been colder than, you know, and then you pick up an aluminum bat or a composite <laughs> bat and then try to go swing, and you hit one right off the handle, and it, it's about the worst feeling in the world. So probably, yeah, probably early season high school baseball, that's obviously a good push for, for high school baseball. Right. And high yeah. People are hearing that and going, God, that sounds fun. I want to go play
0: that well, now. Way to get on board with that, Coach. Uh, I guess they yeah. won't be recruiting you to coach baseball. <laughs> uh, I played... Yeah. In Anaconda in 1991 in a Class A baseball tournament with the Bozeman Bucks, and it was 32 degrees, it was snowing, and it was the middle of June. I
2: believe it. I believe it. And, it, believe it. Yeah, and okay. it didn't
0: matter if you hit it in the sweet spot. It still stung. You still got those beats. Oh.
2: Still cold. doesn't matter what you yep. do. It's just so hard to stay warm on a baseball field when it's like that with snowing sideways. And, you know, I remember a couple of J- – we, we played Buell once in a JV game, and it was a night. It was, you know, one of those nights where it was just snow. It just started puking puke and snow and just huge snowflakes. It was really a cool scene. You know, you're out there playing baseball. You know, you got the lights on and the snow coming down. Kind of a cool deal, but pretty miserable to play through.
0: Uh, A couple final ones with Dane Broadhead. Uh, Did you see the story of the Wyoming college wrestlers that basically took down the grizzly bear?
2: Unbelievable. Those wrestlers are not bad. They live up to the reputation. Yeah. How about that? Just jumps on the, jumps on the bear and saves his buddy. I mean, I mean, that's a crazy deal. I mean, I I couldn't even imagine, you know, you watch the revenant and see that scene where the dude's getting mauled by the bear, but those guys lived it. And just to have the, courage and the guts to do that in that moment when literally grizzly bears you know mauling your friend to death is is unbelievable so big shout out kudos to that kid for for stepping (laughs) up and saving the
0: day it is international legging day did you ever wear leggings as a player
2: yeah yeah i would you know you'd wear them again getting cold you know talking about being cold a couple of those games late season, going up to Havert, you know, it's mm. kind of balmy up there in late November, early November. You know, you get about a 50 mile an hour wind and it's just freezing. You know, a couple of those games. And then into the playoffs, you'd wear them, the little tight Under Armour deals. You know, they're kind of nice, you know, keep the lower half warm, keep the legs warm up at least.
0: Yeah, I can see that. But, but it's funny because the skill position guys. Are always the ones that are bundled up. They're wearing the the hoodie underneath, or the you know the full body suit. And then you got these dudes on the line that just walk out shirtless and warm ups, no sleeves, <laughs> thinking you know I gotta. You don't have to show how tough you are, right?
2: Well, I I don't know, coach. Coach Mandisi used to say they didn't wear sleeves back in Laramie in 1978. So nobody at Carroll College was going to wear them, and I've kind of carried that, you know, that mantra over into coaching. You know, like to our guys, it's like you're, you play O line, you can't wear sleeves out there. Like, come on.
0: That's right. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, you got good weather Friday night. You got a, you got an entire town to watch focused on one game this week in the state of Montana, in uh, in Helena at least, and. Lots well, on the line, but uh, my wife is a Capital girl. She said, "Tell Coach Broadhead to get used to losing ca- uh, crosstown." <laughs> I, but I'm I'm a, I'm a Bozeman guy, so that didn't come from me.
2: Sure, sure. No, I. I... I get it. It's town divided, and there's houses divided. <laughs> a lot of that, you know, a lot of that smack talk going on this week, which, which is great. You know, that that makes the rivalry rivalry so fun. So yeah, we'll we'll see see what happens on Friday, and see where we end up after after the last uh, you know last whistle blows. All right, so, if you
0: guys win, I'll I'll have her come on the air and eat crow. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, bring her on. That's the thing. Or eat uh, Bengal or something. Or she's got to wear Helen <laughs> high gear. Yeah, there we go. I'll send
2: her her a Helena High shirt.
0: When my son played for Helena, well, when my son was on the sidelines for Helena High um, back in 2017, you know this, but she sat in the Helena High family section wearing her Capitol gear, supporting him, but supporting her school at the same time.
2: Well, she's killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, that's, uh, that's dedication. I like it.
0: Uh, coach, we appreciate the time as always. Have fun this weekend. It's uh, it's just another game. That's all it is. And <laughs> just take it, you know, play by play, whistle by whistle. You guys will be fine.
2: Yeah, you bet. Well, it's <laughs> going uh, to be enjoyable.
0: Looking forward to it.
2: Thanks, Coach. Yep, you bet. Thanks for
0: having me on. Dane Broadhead joining us, Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. It's not just a bundle. It's your home, it's your auto, it's your life. Mike understands that. Get a hold of Mike Miller State Farm in Helena today. 7 o'clock kickoff, Vigilante, Friday night. All right, let me take a break. We'll come back, and we'll talk Gallatin Bozeman, big game for the Hawks this weekend at home against Billings West, and Tommy Football back in the saddle. Alex Eshelman is also back in the saddle, and she joins us next here on the Jason Walker Show. Hang on.
3: Strength, beauty, grit, superior craftsmanship. Our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it. With three divisions and over 50 years' experience, we've got you covered. From a showcase home to a small cabin, we make your vision a reality. Because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen. Montana Custom Log Homes, crafting homes that last for generations.
0: L&P Grocery offers Boulder a convenient shopping experience, whether you're stopping in for a few things or stocking up for the week ahead. From fresh produce and meat to all the staples you need to feed your family, you'll find it here. L&P Grocery is also proud to have partnerships with local brands and carry products unique to the area. Stop by to exchange propane tanks, pick up fishing tackle, grab your prescription, or get your photo taken at the Pitcher Kiosk. They're delighted to be the one-stop shop for local area Boulder residents who want To support local business, visit LNPGrocery.com and at 215 North Main Street. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show on a Wednesday. Kyle Mahelish will join us tomorrow to talk the capital side of the football and how are they going to defend Helena High in Crosstown Friday night. mentioned all the big games this week. There's a big one in Bozeman, too. Hillings West taking on the Hawks at Van Winkle Stadium. The Hawks. It's the exact same thing in in Bozeman as what's going to happen in Helena. The one and two seeds are on the line. Whoever wins is the one. Whoever loses is the two. It's that that simple. There's also a big uh, Bobcat football game as they host fifth-ranked Weber. The Cats ranked third. It's never happened before in Bobcat Stadium to have two top five teams playing each other at the same time in Bozeman. Joining us to talk about that and a whole lot more is the great SWX ABC Montana, ABC Fox Montana sports reporter. Her name is Alex Eshelman, and she joins us on the Jason Walker Show.
1: And we will
0: go three, two, one. All right, my friend. Uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks for uh, for you. It sounds like with a new car and and work and life and everything. But we're glad to have you back. Um, I don't even know where to start. Do we start with Alex Singleton and Troy Anderson in the weeks they had? Do we start with the Bobcat? I mean, I just don't know even know, but let's start with I guess Alex and Troy. Um, Troy goes out on Sunday, Alex and has an unbelievable performance and then in his first start, and then Alex Singleton nearly sets a NFL record for tackles. Um, pretty impressive what those guys had did this weekend
5: absolutely and i'm so happy to be back on the show jason i know to your point it has been a crazy couple of weeks just having family in town and everything but i'm so happy to be back chatting with you in terms of alex singleton and troy anderson bobcat country isn't surprised right, right. i love i love how bobcat nation gets on social media and they're like yawning like <laughs> yeah whatever we've seen it we we know you guys are you guys are coming up and and uh, way behind. You're hopping on the bandwagon too late. We've known this for years. But to see, um, you know, and we always talk about this, Jason, to see two incredible football players but also great people as well. Yep. Being able to perform at the highest level and and not just perform but be elite players um, is is pretty incredible. And it's funny I was watching the Broncos Chargers game and uh, with just some friends and, on on Monday, uh, and I'm getting texts from my family like Alex Singleton is amazing. He said like Wow, whatever. So it's pretty cool to see. Um, to see what they're accomplishing at, at a high level, especially for Alex, since he was an undrafted, or no, he, I'm sorry, no, 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 he was, he went to the Seahawks, he was drafted by the Seahawks, correct?
0: Sure. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember what happened yesterday, Alex. Uh, I,
5: he was drafted. I, and then I he mean, went,
0: yeah, and then he went to the CFL. I thought something,
5: he was an undrafted free agent. Maybe he was an undrafted free agent out of Seattle. That could have been. Or, oh God, I don't know. I That's don't know. Okay. I, I, but, Anyway, so incredible for performance. What do you think?
0: I thought it was awesome. And like you said, I mean, it's nothing we're shocked by anymore. Um, There's a reason Troy was a second-round draft pick. There's a reason Alex has been in the NFL for uh, his fourth season now.
1: Um, Mm -hmm.
0: And there's a reason they're both starting. It's not just because of injuries. It is, but it's because they earned it and deserve it, and they perform when called upon. So it's pretty cool to see for sure.
5: Yeah, especially for the Broncos. They might be one of the most <laughs> most talked about teams right now in the NFL and maybe uh, not for the greatest reasons. Right? But Alex Singleton definitely is the positive that yeah. you can look towards for sure. Absolutely and he doesn't so. get enough attention by national media. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. You Do you think that?
0: Yeah, I agree because, with you.
5: I mean, that was a historic performance on Monday, and I barely saw anything about him. Nope. Um, aside from people that both you and I follow coming out of Montana. And, yeah, it's interesting. I'm like, how is this guy not getting more attention? Because he should. He yep. should be getting more attention. So, whatever. It goes to show he doesn't He doesn't need that to, to perform.
0: Yep. He's not the me, me, me. It's we as a team. So, I like that. Totally. Um Speaking of the Bobcats, touchdown Tommy. Tommy football back last week. It looks like he didn't really lose anything. Um, and then the Bobcats get a big win, in part because of that defense, which I don't think we've talked a lot about enough this year. But Mm -hmm. let's start with Tommy Football and the performance he put up, and and we'll get to Willie P. in a second. But Tommy's back.
5: Tommy touchdowns back, and he (laughs) put that on full display. Coach Vegan after the game said that he was really pleased with his performance. You know, first performance back, first game back. So just getting his feet wet again, but he really liked to see uh, what he saw. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that was a really interesting game against Northern Colorado because – There was a lot of speculation, I think, going on around, you know, is Sean Chambers going to be the lone starter? I think it's inevitable. You kind of want to make this story out of the quarterback conversation and say, okay, well, there's no way that Sean Chambers isn't going to be the QB1. But I think it's cool that the program and the coaching staff, they're sticking with – having that dual quarterback system between Tommy and Sean and respecting the keeping Tommy in that QB one spot as the starter for these games. Um, and it, I, I think that it's working for them. So I, it's cool to see them kind of block that noise out of that quarterback conversation and stick with what they think is best. Um, so I, I, thought he'd had a great first performance. What did you think?
0: No, I I agree. I mean, you know, they're down early. They have to come back, and they have to throw the football, and they did that, and and both quarterbacks played well, and that's what you'd expect. It's worked Mm -hmm. all year. Why would it it change? Um, And then, of course, Lane Sumner's return over 100 yards, getting into the end zone, that's big not only for him, but for the running back room as a whole as well and takes, I think, pressure off Sean Chambers and Tommy Malat.
5: Definitely. And I I mean, that was a huge question mark going into the season, right? I mean, six, seven games ago, we were going, oh my gosh, how is this running back room? And then uh, like five games ago, we were without a three (laughs) of our starting. Uh, In addition to Isaiah Fonse, we were out Jared White. I mean, a bummer, huge bummer, season ending um, situation. And then Lane Sumner was out as well. So for, for that group to be able to step up and fill those holes, I'll, and also Lane Sumner, Montana kid. I mean, you can't, you just have to love that as well. Yep. But beyond him, Elijah Elliott, Garrett Kuhn, like there's been a number of guys that have been able to step up and really um, take the their, their run game to the next level. So it's been, I definitely think if I could say one word about that running back group, it's reassuring. You don't. We would love to have Isaiah Fonse out there because I think that would just take this team to a whole other level. But to know that you can still win games with the people mm-hmm. there without him is huge.
0: Alex Eshelman joining us, ABC Fox, Montana, SWX sports reporter, uh, the Eschel special brought to you by Dinner's Done Right. Uh, <laughs> let's get to Willie P because I think we've been waiting Willie Patterson for a couple of years for that breakout performance. He's been solid both in regular season and postseason with big catches Mm -hmm. and touchdowns, but this was like his coming out party. And we all know that follow the big sky and and the team, how good he is, but now the rest of the nation is on notice too.
5: Totally. I mean, three touchdowns, seven completions for 148 yards. Like it's career highs in all of those categories for him. Uh, not only, you know, running into the end zone, but also completing the pass in the end zone, was it. Willie P brings this energy to the team that not a lot of other players um, bring. And I'm not saying that the rest of the players don't bring, bring energy, uh, but what his personality, when it's shining out there, along with his athleticism, he is just, he hypes the team up and hypes the fan base up, I think, to a whole other level. And to see him, when I first met him uh, two years ago, when I first started covering the Bobcats, he said in his interview, goes, it's the Willie P. show. And he, he he's like, it's Willie's time now. And two years later, I really, I mean, it is the Willie P. show. And it's been cool to watch him not only improve from an athletic standpoint, but just grow into more of of a man. I don't know. He seems more mature than, mm-hmm. than a couple of years ago. He seems um, just like he's really coming into his own and is having fun. And I think that's – I mean, it's so easy to forget that for a lot of these guys. There's so much other – outside noise and other things going on but the root of it is if you're not having fun why are you even playing and he really does a good job of just having fun out there
0: there's so a phrase day. i think i coined this just now but he's he's a, got a quiet swagger about him because he's not quiet but he's not over swagger yeah,
5: i don't call him quiet but he but
0: a calming swagger how's that
5: yeah, there's – I get what you're saying. I do think that – Because
0: he's he, not over the top.
5: No, he's not. He's not – I wouldn't call him quiet, but at the same time, I totally agree with what you're saying. He brings this um, – you know, he he talks the talk, but he can walk the walk too. Like, he, he brings it, and when he brings it, he, his energy and his personality comes out and um, – yeah, he definitely has a swagger. I agree with you. He brings a, a swagger to this team that, that I definitely is needed.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I think I mean like I said it's not it's not ridiculous over the top. It's not TO or any of those, you know, like those guys, those wide receiver divas. He just he's there. He is the swagger of the team. And it's complete. It's almost like you've got him and then you've got Tommy who seems to be like the quietest shy kid. And then you throw in Willie P and they just – it's all blended as one family.
5: Yeah, it's a fun – that's a great point, Jason. I think that they're – it's so fun to see different guys shine and, and getting to know them and seeing the different personalities. Willie P, to your point, definitely has a specific type of personality and swagger to him that, that defines this team this year.
0: Uh, big one this weekend. Yeah, Weber State coming to town. And there's a lot on the line. And, and now it's it's almost like playoff football is, is here with just a few games left in the regular season because it's it's go time in the big sky.
5: It is. It really is. And it's funny. I think people, some you know, it's easy to want to jump to the gun and go, do you think we can make it back to the championship right. this year or whatever? And at this point in the season when we are doing so well and, um, you know, The Bobcats are just on a roll. I think um, Coach Vegan does such a good job with his teams one step at a time. He's very systematic and um, and very calm, and I think that is a part of why this team has been so successful these last two years and specifically this year. However, Weber State, Leon Costello said it best in one of his tweets the other day. He said this is the biggest test that – these guys have faced all season up to this point. Yep. Undefeated Weber State, just a dominant group um, on both sides of the ball. And I think that they also are going to have a chip on their shoulder coming into this game knowing that they lost to these guys last year for the first time, and I want to say four or five mm-hmm. years. Coach Chote never beat them. So I think um, – I think that it's going to be quite a matchup. I think all the elements are going to be there, Jason. It's not going to be pretty weather. It's a top five FCS matchup, and I kind of love how it's going to be uh, crappy weather. I think you know, bring out the elements. Let's see who can who can uh, you know come out on the other side with the win. And not to mention, Daniel Hardy's going to be here. Mm. Lance McCutcheon's going to be here. Lewis Kidd is going to be in attendance. So we're going to have three NFL guys cheering Montana State on in this one as well.
0: It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I can't wait. It's almost like old-school Big Sky uh, football uh, back in the – way before you were born. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be a, a good one.
5: do on that old, Jason. Come on. <laughs>
0: um, it's a big one for Montana, too. 7th-ranked Grizz stumbling at home to Idaho, for, losing for the first time since – 99 to the Vandals. Now they go to face number two, Sac State. This could be make or break for uh, for the Grizz this weekend.
5: Yeah, and I kind of feel for them in a way. Jason, I'd like to get your opinion on this, but in Sean... Rainey always uh, he's just so knowledgeable about all of this stuff and um, and at the beginning of every season we always look at the schedules and he's like what what the heck this this he he does a good I mean Gris have a hard schedule now at the at this point on you know mm-hmm. this is this is a very tough tough uh, test moving forward they're on the road. Um, I'm pretty sure, all the way up for the rest of the regular season. Is that correct?
0: I think they have okay. one at uh, – got got six games left. Yeah, there will be some at home.
5: Um, but they have some huge ones on the road, um, specifically with Sac State. Yep. Uh, and Sac State is darn good. So, um, so if I had to – I mean, but also Montana's going to come in with a huge chip on their shoulder. Of mm-hmm. course, they didn't want to lose to Idaho at home. Um, so I think, yeah, it's a tough one. I, I don't know. How do you think it's going to fare out?
0: Man, I don't know. That defense hasn't been the defense that we know about the Grizz um, giving up some points. So here's their, they're at Sac State this week and then at Weber next weekend. And then you've got Cal Poly and Eastern Washington at home and then end with the Cats okay. on the road. So,
5: Well, those those to me, I mean, <sighs> definitely should be able to beat Cal Poly. Def- I, I yes. think you should be able to beat Eastern Washington yes. at home. Um, Weber State more so than Sac State. Sac State's going to be their biggest hat. I mean, this is going to be a huge... Huge test for them.
0: Well, they're still a good playoff team in my eyes, and you know. It, but if they were to lose this week or one of the next two, that takes them out of the conference race. That takes them out of the seeds. They're going to have to play first round at home, which they don't care about. They're they're fine at home. But I, I read somewhere the other day that one of the people was saying this is almost must win weekend for the Grizz, and it kind of is as far as the Big Sky race is concerned. Because someone's going to win this with zero or one losses in conference play, and it's not going to be a two-loss team.
5: Yeah, that's a great point. Ooh, I don't know. It's going to be exciting to watch. It
0: will. It will. Uh, uh, NFC
5: this matchup for them yep. on ESPN. Yep. So
0: late start. Was it nine o'clock Mountain Time or something like that? It starts.
5: Yes, that yes. is. We got. We got to fix this, guys. We got to <laughs> fix this. Players. They should not be playing that late at night.
0: Hey, you know, it reminds me of the Pac-12 after dark. It's a big sky after again. dark.
5: Couldn't be playing that late at night. I was telling this, I don't know if I told this story to you, but during my our Arizona games, my dad, he, my parents came to every single game and my sister included. They were the, the best fans and supporters. But my dad said to me the other day, he goes, honey, I'm not going to lie. Once it hit like the second quarter, I was dozing off. And he was there too when Arizona wasn't, that great we were definitely on a downhill slope so (laughs) it was yeah i don't know too late too late we got to fix that especially west coast like it should be flipped around that's another thing my dad talks about all the time these games should be played much earlier um so the east coast east coasters can watch the games and then you know what i'm saying
0: yeah and that's been for decades an argument because of time zones and it's just yeah, silly. It is. It kind of is. Um, Gallatin, Bozeman last week. What a rivalry game. Bozeman, Jake Casagranda leading the way, stopping the, the win streak of Gallatin and beating Gallatin two years in a row. But um, big one for Bozeman on, coming up on Friday night with West and the Eastern Division crown on the line.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. I think, first of all, I think – Wow, I don't think anybody was expecting Bozeman to be as dominant. Well, that's not true, Mr. Iden, Kenny Iden's dad. <laughs> uh, I ran into him, and they are they're awesome. Ran into him night before the game, you know, because everyone just kind of stays in the same hotel, getting every everybody hyped up. And and he goes, I don't know, I think I think Bozeman's gonna gonna get the job done. And Levi West, he's going to get the job done, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, you, people people were all high on Gallatin, myself included. I'm like, I don't know. This could be the year where they take down the Hawks. No, Hawks said, mm not this year. We are staying 3-0 and against these guys, yep. and that's exactly what they did. So kudos to Bozeman and to the Hawks. Next year, Gallatin. Next year, you'll have next year. You know? might, might be able but, to see
0: him in the playoffs. You don't know.
5: Yeah, or a rematch, which would be Ooh,
0: awesome. How cool.
5: So I think that's the confidence that the Hawks needed going into facing Billings West. It's good that they have him at home, mm-hmm. but this is going to be a huge test.
0: Huge. There's some big games in high school um, across the state, all levels. Of course, you got that one in Bozeman Friday night, but then crosstown Helena High Capital number one, number two. Oh, man, they both beat Sentinel, knock Sentinel off their perch a little bit. But mm-hmm. what's a, what a great regular season finale across the state this weekend?
5: Oh, and it's not only happening in football too. I mean, last last night I was at Gel. What am I saying? Dang. Belgrade. Uh, Belgrade boys facing Gallatin Raptors' boys for the first round of soccer playoffs, Mm -hmm. and they upset Gallatin to get their first ever double-A playoff win in program history. So this is an exciting time, and I'm going to soak up every good weather moment (laughs) along with it. It was so nice yesterday at playoffs for soccer and Mark yeah. Gator, the activities director, said we have never had this weather. I saw mm-hmm.
0: you I saw that tweet and man, gorgeous weather all across the state.
5: I know, I know, and I really hope I really hope I can just magically open the weather app on my phone, Jason, on Friday and it says sunny and seventy or sunny and sixty okay. for the Weber State-Montana State football game. It's not looking that way.
0: No, but I, I don't think precipitation supposed to come until Sunday.
5: Mm, I, don't I don't know. It, it says either. rain Is on it? Saturday. Okay. It says 60% chance last time I checked of rain mm-hmm. and possible snow.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. And you got soccer playoffs on Saturday. Um, you've got the championships, what, Tuesday next week in soccer? Yeah.
5: Yeah. Um, that will be semifinals. We have quarterfinals this oh, weekend. Oh,
0: quarters, okay. And then finals and then, next. Okay.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so next week's a big week. We've got, um, yeah, state state championship play. We won't have that. In, well, will we have that in Bozeman? I don't think so. We could, maybe. But um, divisionals, volleyball divisionals for B and C, I want to say, one of the two. It's
0: a big time. It's a big time. It is. It's definitely fun. Basketball
5: starting up. Bobcat basketball starting up.
0: I had a scrimmage last week for the women. I've got a men's scrimmage Friday night. uh, And the the women from Providence uh, start the season Friday with uh, representing Team USA down in Mexico at the FISU Americas games. North, Central, and South American teams. They play Argentina, Brazil, and Mexico in pool play. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they'll play uh, Monday and Tuesday in bracket, but basketball's here, and we still have (laughs) playoffs in high school next week for the next three weeks. We've got regular season in the Big Sky still to wrap up in football and the Frontier. It's just its awesome. And I I posed this last week. I don't know which is my favorite time of the year. Right now, with all the football and everything else kind of getting going, you got the playoffs in November and December, but then – Is that the favorite time of the year, or is it like March when you have all the basketball tournaments and the start of baseball season?
5: That actually is a great debate. That's a great debate. For me, it's hands down this time of year. Okay. Without a doubt. And it's beyond football, and it's beyond – yeah, it's beyond football. It's the simple things of – how beautiful fall is! I love seeing. I mean, I'm a big fall girl, just like a lot of gals. <laughs> we love fall. We love the pumpkin spice. We love the colors. We love the boots and the sweater dresses. Like that's, you know, that's just what's that's our thing.
0: Your, your Tom but Brady boots. It's even
5: beyond that. It's the start of you've got. It's the start of holiday season. You know, you're yeah. going to see your family more. Yeah. You know, you're going. It's just kind of slowly putting the bow on the year and reflecting, and I just love i love being emotional. I love getting into it, you know, <laughs> looking back on the year, looking at the highs, the lows, everything. Um, yeah, I definitely like this time of year, but it is hard to beat. I don't know if there's anything better than March Madness time. I know,
0: and then spring training, regular season baseball. I know and we got the postseason yeah. baseball right now. Uh, by the way, according to Weather Channel app, Saturday in Bozeman, 44 for the high, 90 percent chance of rain, near a quarter of an inch of rain. Saturday.
5: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I'm just that's what the Weather Channel says.
5: I love it for the game. I love the the story. That's such a great storyline to go along with the game. It's a top five FCS matchup. Bring out all the elements. Let's go. But if you have to be out there with a camera shooting highlights, still trying to look cute because you have to go on TV, it's just not an ideal situation.
0: No, but I will say I can't remember what year it was when Montana State was on ESPN football playoffs. But Allison Williams, who is from Florida,
5: Love Allison. Love
0: Allison, and yes. I just can't say enough about her. Mm-hmm. But she had tweeted the night before, or the night before they left, like packing for Bozeman, and it was cold. It was it was below freezing, and lots of snow for the playoffs, which you expect in Bozeman, Montana. And uh, I ran into her in the elevator. Sweetheart, by the way. But she was very well bundled. She had the heat warmers in her boots, and and she still looked cute. She still looked really cute. She had on, like, well, the, the thigh – or not thigh-high, but, like, knee-high boots with the feet warmer in there. And yeah.
5: Let me tell you this. It's much easier to dress cute for snow than it is for rain.
0: True. Yes.
5: Without a doubt. You can wear a cute beanie. You can wear a cute puffer jacket. You can have cute boots. Rain – there's just not that much that you can do. No. Nope. I mean, yeah, you can wear a cute trench coat. I mean, now this is turning into a fashion podcast, but or fashion show. But you can wear a cute trench coat. You can wear cute rain boots. But in terms of the hair and the makeup, like it's over. You know, yep. it's over. So
0: I don't. Was it 2019? I came down for the playoffs. It was super cold, and there was a TV girl there. Well, or before you got there, and I don't even remember. I think she was at the NBC affiliate. But I actually had to give her hand warmers to put inside her shoes um, to keep her toes warm. It was so cold. And it's different standing on the sideline. In the stands, you're surrounded by, you know, friends and, and everybody, and you're warm. And plus you've got probably stuff in your body that keeps you warm, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, from tailgating, but yeah, standing yeah. on the sideline is a whole different breed. Yeah, it's a whole different breed down there.
5: Right. Yeah. No, it's we're 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 getting there. But last year we had Montana State had beautiful weather for every single home game, nope. so nope. I can't complain. I got lucky last year. <laughs> it's just it is what it is.
0: Yes. Yes. Hey, uh, good luck with the new car. I uh, appreciate you, and um, Thank you. there's really no fun day today to talk about, so yesterday was International Leggings Day, and I know you're probably a big leggings girl.
5: Wearing them right now. See, got there. the leggings on.
0: <laughs> Only on the Eshel Special will you see Alex's legs.
5: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Nope, I've got my leggings. I'm about, I did a little at-home workout today. Uh, nice. Stupid because it's so beautiful outside, but it just—it just just the way it worked out today.
0: Uh, You are the best. Hey, uh, what are we working on this weekend besides Bobcats and Gallatin and Bozeman and Billings West?
5: Right, tomorrow. Well, more football. We have a preview. Um, We have pre. We have a, a football preview coming up between kind of what we just talked about: Weber and Montana State. Uh, Friday, Yeah, Billings. It's just a lot of football this week. Yes, it it is, is a lot of football. Working on some some feature stories um, at the high school ranks. I'll actually post one of mine that I just recently did with Felgrade Volleyball um, in our, honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, um, yeah, just uh, vo- really next week is going to be the big week where we're going to talk a lot and soccer this week too. Sure. So all over the place. All over the place, as you know, Jason. You're the same.
0: Hey, uh, do me a favor. The, put the sunglasses there. We got to see the shades.
5: These are oh, these aren't anything fun. Okay. They're just I look like a fly. <laughs> yeah,
0: Jeff Goldblum in the fly, right there. Um, enjoy yeah. the weekend. Stay dry if you can. Um, I'll be thinking of you while I'm watching basketball, and uh, yeah, and staying dry myself. So
5: yes, perfect. How Thank about, you, Jason. Always a pleasure. You're the best.
0: Hey, we'll talk to you next week.
5: Talk next week.
0: Okay. Uh, that is Alex Escherman joining us. Jason Walker Show on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Cats, Weber, big one. Grizz, Sac State, big one. Lots of big stuff. And soccer playoffs as well. Not Both, both football and football. Take a break. We'll come back. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. And when we return... We'll tell you what's on tap for tomorrow. Wrap things up. Jason Walker Show. Hang on. LNP Grocery offers Boulder a convenient shopping experience whether you're stopping in for a few things or stocking up for the week ahead from fresh produce and meat to all the staples you need to feed your family you'll find it here. LNP Grocery is also proud to have partnerships with local brands and carry products unique to the area. Stop by to exchange propane tanks, pick up fishing tackle grab your prescription or get your photo taken at the pitcher kiosk. They're delighted to be the one stop shop for local area Boulder residents who want Want to support local business? Visit lnpgrocery.com and at 215 North Main Street.
3: Strength, beauty, grit, superior craftsmanship—our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it. With three divisions and over 50 years' experience, we've got you covered. From a showcase home to a small cabin, we make your vision a reality because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen. Montana Custom Log Homes, crafting homes that last for generations.
0: Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography.
1: This is the Jason Walker
0: Show. Welcome back. Final segment on a Wednesday. Jason Walker Show. Appreciate Dane Broadhead, Alex Eshelman for joining us. So we uh, talked about it with Dane Broadhead a little bit, but I'm not sure if you guys saw this story. And if you haven't, I don't understand how you haven't yet, but... Did you see that the dudes in, in Wyoming, uh, college wrestlers, one was being attacked. I'm not sure why that's not playing, but one was being attacked by a grizzly bear. His friend. Hi, everyone. I'm Angela here Marshall. Here it goes. Uh, where are we at? From Utah. Is crediting his college teammates with saving his life. Hey, Angela Marshall. She used to work in Montana. You're Cody, Wyoming on Saturday. Anyway, so, yeah, they're near Cody. And he gets attacked by a grizzly bear, and his friend basically jumps on top of the grizzly bear, pulls him off by biting his ear, the grizzly. And uh, the dude's going to recover. But how awesome is that story? And, I mean, wow. They're both injured, but, I mean, we don't hear many stories like this. It's uh, it's pretty cool. So uh, kudos to... To his buddy. And, uh, man, good stuff there. Uh, Let's do on this day in history. It is October the 19th. It is uh, on this day in 1856. James Kelly and Jack Smith would fight bare knuckle for six hours and 15 minutes in Melbourne. 1957, Maurice the Rocket Richard becomes the first NHLer to score 500 goals. 1997, the 700th World Series home run was hit. Uh, Cleveland Indians' Sandy Alomar. Lynn Dickey, born on this date in 1949, met him in uh, Manhattan at a steakhouse back in 1987. Len Dawson was there. Bobby Knight. Lots of great dudes. Uh, let's see. On this date in 1990, Dances with Wolves became the uh, best pitcher of the Academy Awards in ninety-one. Made its debut in Washington, D.C. on this date in 1990. That's pretty cool. And it's a great movie. Absolutely love Dances with Wolves. And they credit that with kind of bringing back the Westerns. And then you had you know, Unforgiven after that and, and 310 to Yuma. But great stuff there. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? and what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Walk-off brought to you by Cafe Zydeco, where the big easy meets the big sky. Stop in for the best cage in this side of New Orleans. Man, had fun today. Uh, went to the uh, pumpkin patch out past Townsend uh, with the little one in her school. And, uh, man, that was fun. And if you haven't been out there, you got it super super cool lots of old tractors um we didn't go to the pumpkin patch or through the corn maze but uh they the kids had a blast big slide there and jumping thing and not a not a trampoline but like a jumping deal but uh pretty cool and in like a sandbox that's entirely filled with corn so it was pretty cool had fun with the little one Dane Broadhead, Helena High Coach, Alex Eshelman. Thanks for joining us today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Capital Coach Kyle Mahelish will join us. Crosstown, Friday night, one and two in the state battling. He also got three and four battling down in Bozeman Friday night. Thanks to all of our great uh, sponsors. Couldn't do it without you. And, of course, our great listeners and viewers at JasonWalkerShow.com. 49 states, more than 50 countries now. Tune in to the Jason Walker Show all the time. Appreciate it. See you tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Have yourself a wonderful Wednesday. We'll see you right here. Jason Walker Show for everybody. Thanks for all the tweets, calls, the emails, everything. We'll see you right here or uh, sometime tomorrow.